Well, welcome again. Uh, isn't it amazing we're gaining two or three minutes a day now? We're coming out of it. We're coming out of it. <laughs> you know, um, remember last summer when it was so dry and hot? We forget about that. I don't know. You just forget about when it's winter, it's winter. Let's have winter. And, uh, there's so many seasons in uh, Minnesota. Well, we, we know four, four at least. Uh, sometimes we have all four of them in one day. <laughs> um, we live in an interesting state. My, my daughter Anna, she's, how do you live in Minnesota? the other day was, I said four degrees out, how do you, whoa, that's awful, you know, she's, she's in Florida right now. Well, I said, it's got to, you know, if I'm going to work in the woods, it helps, it helps me. We got we to gotta freeze the swamps, <laughs> the swamps, the swamps got to freeze to get to the woods. I'm going to take this to the passage of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 6 to 15, where Paul was encouraging the church about giving. Giving. Giving is a, a privilege. We get to give. God works on principle. We get what we put into it. I like a pretty good cup of coffee, I guess. Um, I'm okay with, I don't have to be Starbucks. I don't, you know, I don't have to be Stone, whatever, Stone House. <laughs> you know, it, it, but you usually develop a taste what you're okay with, and you get what you put into it. How many remember the old days we used to I just keep adding the grounds? And what? You just kind of added grounds? It's okay. Well, the, the key here in, in, our, in our, our whole subject, the key words are a cheerful. We can give grudging. We can give, oh, oh, it just hurts so much to give. Or we can say, oh, yay. Not too much getting excited. Don't get too excited. <laughs> this is the way I am when I'm excited. God loves to cheerfully. Let's read the passage. Verse 6, now this I say, he who sows sparingly shall reap sparingly. But who sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully. Let each one do just as he has purposed in his heart. Notice that phrase, purposed in his heart. Giving has to do with the heart of the matter. And God looks on the heart. Not grudgingly. 
to give my support. I want to And God is able to make all grace abound to you, that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. What does Jesus say there? What did Paul just say? He said a lot of interesting words. Well, let me just simplify it. Let me just simplify it. God will take care of you when you honor him. Now, I know that money is the big part of the giving thing. Uh, that's not the only way to give. Time is huge. Kindness. It costs you, it doesn't cost you any money. Kindness. It doesn't cost you anything of your time. It's just isn't that interesting? When you treat someone with a kind, when you speak a kind word, you're, you're, you're planting a seed of kindness. And God says he will bless the seed. The seeds that are sown uh, bountifully, you shall be reaped bountifully. So, our first point is the sewing thing, the not sewing stitches, but sewing meaning farmer's language. Got to put the seed in the ground. Remember in kindergarten or first or second grade, the teacher would bring you a cup and dirt. You guys remember this? And they'd give you a seed and you put it in there and some kind of a plant would grow. I don't even know if it was a flower. You remember those days? Wasn't it so fun? Oh, oh. And we had to water it, and we set it in the sun, and it started to grow, and it was like, what is the point of all this? <laughs> Wasn't those fun days in grade school? If you had a fun teacher. But this... this this seed thing, this sowing. God wants to bless us, but we must put the seed in the ground. Farmers know unless they're going to have a harvest, they've got to plant. And God blesses the germination Galatians 6, verse 7 and 8. Reference to sowing. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever man sows, this he will also reap. So it works both ways. If you sow, it says, if you sow to uh, the flesh, shall from the flesh reap. What's he talking about? If you sow just for selfish purposes and selfish reasons, you're going to only reap, you're going to only reap temporary benefits. In fact, you may, you may end up becoming sick or in a bunch of big trouble. 
by sowing to the flesh. On the other side, but, uh, but the one who sows to the Spirit shall from the Spirit reap eternal life. It's like God says, there's a better way to live. I have more for you than the world has to offer you. I have more peace than the world could ever come up with. I have more contentment. I have that which you absolutely need and will take you all the way to eternity. I know what your kids need. And I know what they're going to face before they face it. God loves your kids. God loves their kids. And the generation from generation to generation, God is in the business of helping entire families come to know him. I believe in this. I believe if dad will take the time to serve the Lord, that it'll help his kids say, hey, must be something about it. I believe a mom will take a stand. It will help their, her kid to see there must be something that's important about this. You never go wrong when you sow seeds of kindness, soul, forgiveness, soul into your family, love and acceptance appreciation. It's all about giving, really, isn't it? How many are, you know, you like to get sometimes, but I mean, <laughs> it's nice to get some appreciation. It's nice to get some gift. It's, it's just nice to know that you are, you're doing okay. But sometimes we give, and it doesn't seem like it's making any difference. But Jesus had some words about giving, and he said it from Luke's Gospel, chapter 6, verse 38. Give, and it will be given to you. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down. I know, you know what comes to my mind when I read this verse? is a, a wild rice sack. We picked wild rice in the day. We would, in, some, in the early days, we used, to, we used to really stuff it because we were going to sell it a good stuffed bag of rice would weigh 80 pounds. But you had to pack it and shake it, stuff it, shake it. Because the buyer knew if it weighed up that the, the rice was ripe. It was good rice. And it would, it would parch out with larger kernels. Early rice was called needle rice. The kernel would be small and break, not cook up as well. I get this picture. Given it shall be given unto you, and he'll give. You can never outgive the Lord, can you? He just keeps pouring it back. Remember, there was a kids' crusade, if you were around that time. 
John Adams, who went on to be with the Lord, ministered to kids for many years. He actually influenced my daughter, Anna, to want to be involved. And Anna helped with kids' ministry here at the church for a while. But I remember so vividly, he had up here all these little tricks he would do. And he had a pitcher of water, and he kept pouring it out. And he'd say this, when you pour it out, the Lord keeps adding his blessing. He'd pour the pitcher out, and then he would set it back down. And then after a while, he was talking and doing some other things. He'd come up to the pitcher. When you pour out to the Lord, he gives back. What an illustration. Oh, there was some trick to it. There was something that the water would come back into it. But it was a vivid illustration. You can't ever go wrong when you've done it as unto the Lord. When you give your time, when you give your offering, when you give your tithe, you give not just to get back, but the Lord wants to give back to you and I. Cheerful giver. Cheerful giver. Even a hilarious giver. It's a matter of the heart. As we read on, we discover there is the source the reason we can give, the reason we can really do anything that is going to be significant, that's going to make a difference, that the Lord himself has given to you something that's in you, that's part of you, that's in your, in your understanding. He gives you and helps you so many ways that he gives you movement and abilities to do. He is the source. Ephesians 4.20 says it this way, now to him who is able to do exceeding. No, he didn't say, now to him who will help you get by. He said, no, to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that we ask or think. We can't even think high enough. I can't think high enough. All that we ask or think according to the power that works within it. What is the power the power is the Holy Spirit who comes to live within us when we accept Jesus in our heart. The power of the Holy Spirit to work. We don't have to do it in our own strength. The Lord's going to with, be with you when you go into the workplace on Monday morning or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He's going to be with you when you go in your various places. When you get stuck, he's going to help you get out of Get out of the swamp. Get out of the predicament. Can we believe God that Paul said in Philippians 4.19 that my God shall supply all your needs according? What was Paul talking about? He was thanking the people who had given him a gift. He was encouraged by the fact that they were going to receive the reward from their gifts of giving. Not He wasn't just all excited because he received the gift. He was excited on behalf of those who gave because he wanted them to recognize that God was their source and he will supply their needs. Verse 10, our text reads, 
Now he who supplies seed to the sower, bread for food, will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. That's interesting. Interesting words. Increase the harvest of your righteousness. Increase what? Increase your understanding. Increase your knowledge of Jesus. Increase your, your, your fulfillment in being and, and, and obedient to the work of the Lord. You will be enriched in everything for all libera- liberality, which through us is producing thanksgivings to God. And so it's like this cycle. When you give up to the Lord, he keeps bringing you back around, blessing others around you to keep the cycle going that we have similarities to our, our, our seasons that come and go, but the cycle of being a giver, being, having a heart to, to, to soul, a heart to believe, a heart of kindness, a heart of compassion. God is in the business of multiplying what you have. Over and over again, we through in Scripture, God would bless what little we could do. Remember Gideon when he was threshing the last of the wheat? It was a drought. It was, he was the man of God. God came to him through an angel and said, Gideon, the man of valor. And Gideon's like, whoa. What do you mean? It's like, we're just getting ready to eat the last of our wheat, and God was calling Gideon to rise up and lead the army to the battlefield. And it was said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to thin it out. I want you to only pick those, and he said, you're going to go down and just water and drink. Those who, only, who, 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 who bring the water up to their mouth, those are the ones I want. Right? And he narrowed it down to 300 God set the plan in motion how they were going to station themselves and they were going to rush the enemy. God's strategy worked. And God worked with them. Little is much. We used to sing an old hymn. Little is much when God is in it. Right? Labor not for what is in vain. Little is much. The widow's might. It's not even, we're not comparing ourselves to others. What God has given you, that's what's important. What has God called you to do? It's God who causes the growth. It's God who blesses. 1 Corinthians 3, 7, we have this illustration how that there was some, some, uh, some kind of competition, so to speak. Some were bragging they were from Paul. Some were bragging because they were saved under Apollos. Paul kind of had to encourage them and straighten them up a little bit because it's neither the one who... Plants are the one who waters his end, but God who causes the growth. God is the source. And I heard a good illustration this week with an extension cord. The extension cords, 
are only good if they're plugged into a source, right? How many have ever plugged in a extension cord and thought, oh, this thing doesn't work? But you went back, you checked to see if there was a short in the wire, if it was even plugged in. If you plugged in your car and you went out and it never, uh, uh, something didn't go right. Extension cords only work if they have a source. And that source is the Lord God Almighty. Encourage. We've got to keep looking to the source. Not what I can do, but what he can do. God has blessed you with abilities. God has blessed you with ways to earn a living. That is, that's a wonderful blessing from the Lord. He even encourages us to follow the principle of tithing. The word of the Lord speaks about it early in the, in the scriptures. In the Old Testament, tithing is nothing that it's, it's, all of a sudden it's a New Testament thing. No, tithing was, was demonstrated through the old. And what is tithing? Tithing is 10% of income. The Bible encourages us to test the Lord, Malachi 3.10, bring the whole tithe into this. What's the reason for tithing? It's to have food. It's to take care of the house of the Lord. So that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord. I, I will not open up for you the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing until it overflows. I believe in it. I, I want to honor the Lord by tithing, because it's his, it's his promise. So it works. He can help us. And lastly, thirdly, we, we lead to the word service. I get, this, I get this thought further down in the text, verse 12. For the ministry of this service is not only fully supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing through many thanksgivings to God. What is it that God is saying? Because of your faithfulness, because of your dependence on me, because of your willingness to give, give your time, give your finances, give in kindness, give in, in acts of deeds, wherever and however it may be, that this is actually touching people. It's not only touching the needs of the saints, but it's overflowing over into the community. It's spilling out over into others around you and that there are many thanksgivings to God. Because of the proof given by this ministry, they will glorify God by your obedience. It's a win-win situation. A giving person is most often a happier person. Cheerful giver. One who has learned that it is not just theirs, but I'm just a steward, I'm just a manager. Help me, Lord, to be willing to obey you, whatever the cost. He, uh, becoming sold out, Paul was absolutely, after his conversion, after he, after he met the Lord and he became uh in right relationship with the Lord, Paul was unstoppable. He was willing to go the extra 
mile, whatever it cost, he wasn't worried about his own life. There is a passage in the book of Acts, chapter 20, beginning at verse 33. This is, this is where the church was trying to say, Paul, Paul, do you really want to go to Rome? You know what's going to happen if you go to Rome. Paul's desire was to get to Rome. One of his, was, it was his target audience. If God would give him the chance to speak and share the gospel there. And here's the words that Paul speaks in response. I have coveted no one's silver or gold or clothes. You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my own needs and to the men who were with me. Notice Paul had another, he had another way to earn a living. It was tent making. This is a tradesman in the tent business. And he showed you that by working hard, verse 35, in this manner, you must help the weak and remember the words of Jesus that he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. And they began to weep aloud and embraced Paul and repeatedly kissed him and grieving, especially over the word which had spoken that they should see his face no more, and they were accompanying him to the ship. What a scene. Why would a man want to go to a, a place where he knew he probably would be beat up for sure and even cost his life? Something had happened in his heart. When he met Jesus, something became alive in his spirit, man. When he met Jesus, something all of a sudden took root that I'm not just here to live for self, but I'm here to live that the gospel might reach the ends of the earth. That neighbors, entire families, that all peoples, tribe, nations may have a chance to know Jesus. Why do we support missionaries? So that they may have the chance to hear the name of Jesus in a right way. Why do we support? We've supported Dale Coogan and Youth for Christ in, 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 in the Brainerd Lakes area, Bay, Brainerd area youth. I think we've done that for over 25 years. And every so often, he'll, usually when he sends the receipt back, he says some kind word, thank you for being faithful. That adds up. I don't know if it's $50 a month, $25. But it's, it's small, but it's important. In order for foreign missions to grow, the base of home missions, Churches, churches that are being planted in Minnesota become more of a base to support foreign churches. Reap, sow, and reap. We sow because there's a really interesting verse, and I'm concluding with this. 
in the Gospel of Luke. And I've learned that I believe Luke is the guy that he's pretty detailed in his language. Luke's Gospel 13, verse 19. Jesus was talking about the kingdom. He's comparing it to something that these people could relate to. It's like a mustard seed, which a man took and threw into his own threw into his own garden, just, and it grew and became a tree. Has anyone out here planted trees? No, no. Okay. You, you need to plant a tree. Yeah, I mean, in high school or somewhere along, we used to get a seedling. We used to plant them. Our kids brought them home, and one, one took off, and it was just terrible. It was, it was just going every direction. Finally, we just cut it down. It was just awful. But I remember I planted a few trees in the front of the, of the, of the, of the approach road because I just wanted a little more coverings. Yeah. The mustard seed, you can hardly see it. It's just like a piece of pepper. Throws it into the ground. It grew and became a tree, and the birds of the air nested in the branches. What is this all about? The kingdom of God is bigger than us. The kingdom of God is bigger than you and I. The kingdom of God is that, that the reason, if it advances the kingdom, if we give or if we do, if we work, if we can have some way to support, to advance the kingdom. We are not in competition with other churches. We are in the same, we are worshiping the same God. Those who worship Jesus are our brothers and sisters. Cheerful giver. Sowing is so relevant. We do what we can do, God does what he does best. Those of you who have sold in your prayer life, never go wrong. You sow, the psalmist says, the psalmist went forth weeping. He who goes forth weeping, sowing tears. I see this picture. This, there's, there's this person who's praying or interceding, and they're, they're a, a, and it's agony, it's tears. It was, they're grieving. They'll come again. They'll come again rejoicing. There is a, there are days when we weep. There are days when we feel sad. There will be days of sorrow. It's a part of it, of this life. But the day is coming when we reap all of it. There is death now. And Jesus even referred, unless a seed falls in the ground and dies, he's referring to his own body. It cannot come to life. God has us. When this life is over, our life just is getting started. 
keep sowing, keep giving, keep being faithful. God doesn't want your money. He wants your heart. God doesn't want you to give to be seen. He wants you to give as unto him. When you pray, close the door. When you pray, what is he saying? Don't just pray to be heard by others. What is he saying? I want the real thing. Give of yourself, your heart. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. You guys have been great givers. You give of your time. You've helped in so many ways. You serve. You serve. Let's be encouragers of one another. We're going to sing this last song of Chosen, the blessing, because I feel that this, this song kind of explains why we do what we do. What The reason we can do anything is because of the Lord's mercy and the Lord's grace. I'm going to switch back to Mike's. And the song speaks of the Lord's blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. I want that. Maybe you're heading into a new, new territory. This week. Maybe it's something that you've been praying about. Let's, let's, let's sing this song.